Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the D podcast. Um, it's me, Nakamers, today, and we have a special episode today. Um, and before we begin, make sure to subscribe on YouTube and follow us on all the other platforms. And we are also in the works of going on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes. Um, so we'll definitely update you guys on the lookout for that. But Akamers, I think you can kick it off for the podcast today. Yeah, so we'll just start off with... Uh, we're about 10 days from the trade deadline now. And so one of the trades that recently happened was uh, the Blazers decided to trade Norman Powell and Robert Covington to Clippers. And Portland receives back Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, and Keon Johnson. Um, some little facts about the trade. Norman Powell was averaging 18.7 points per game for the Blazers, which is a great year for him. The Clippers are currently 500, and they're eighth in the West after beating the Lakers, if I'm not right about two days ago, and the Blazers are 21-32, and 32, somehow still 10th in the West with that record, but they're in a close race with both the Pelicans and the Spurs for, I guess, that 12th through 10th seed. And I guess my, my initial thoughts on the trade are, it's, I think Portland is just trying to get rid of all their older players. I know they got back Eric Bledsoe, but they're probably not going to keep him after this year. I think Portland's just entering the rebuilding stage. They want people like Anthony Simons to take uh, control of the team, maybe even ship out Damian Lillard in the summer. CJ McCollum, I think, is a dark horse to get traded before the trade deadline. And I, I think the Blazers are finally like the era of CJ and Dame is coming to a close. We don't really have anything left. So let's start to move our pieces and prepare for the future. Yeah, I mean... In my opinion, I think obviously Norman, Norman Powell was playing so good. He's he's only, he's actually 28, so I mean he's like I guess in the middle of his career, I guess. But Robert Covington is old, so um, definitely I agree with you about the era of CJ and Damian. Um, so I think that I wouldn't be surprised if the Blazers go and they go through a rebuilding process, try to like revolve around one player either Lillard or McCollum or maybe it could be even somebody else um, and just hopefully get a, a better roster back in over the next few years because even though they're 10th in the west 21 and 32 is a terrible record so I don't understand how they're still there considering in the east like ten, the 10th seed or not 10th seed but 10th place since it's not the playoffs yet it's like between the Knicks and the Wizards and they're only like one game below 500 um and the Raptors or Hornets like the Hornets are ninth and they're like I think they're one game above above five hundred, um so it's definitely a trade to look out for I think it's great for LA Norman Powell when especially when Kawhi comes back Powell can play with Kawhi they can reunite just like they played together in Toronto and then Paul George too so I think the Clippers are have a great future and this season is obviously super tough with Kawhi being injured with Paul George being injured. So it's definitely super exciting for the Clippers, especially next year. Um, and then also having Reggie Jackson, who had an outstanding game against the Lakers. Um, so, yeah, I think that moving on, um, we can move on to the MVP ladder. Um, so we have Joel Embiid. He's number one in the ladder after being number two last week. And he's averaging about 29 points per game and 11 rebounds on the season. Um, and then our former number one, Nikola Jokic, he's number two now. Um, but averaging a solid 26 points and 14 rebounds per game, which is really good. Um, but something that I noticed in the ladder that was kind of like meh, I didn't, I, I kind of, I know I wasn't against it, but I was surprised by it, was that Chris Paul is number four. 
He's ahead of Steph Curry, John Morant, DeMar DeRozan. Um, Morant and DeRozan are sixth and seventh on the ladder. So my question to you, Akermich, is for Chris Paul, does he deserve to be like, you know, that high? And also for Morant and DeRozan, should they be rated higher? Okay, so to answer your first question, I, I don't think Chris Paul deserves to be that high. Like, I get the Phoenix Suns. Yes, they're the one seed. They're the only team with 10 or less losses. But in the past few weeks, the Warriors right now are on an eight-game winning streak. And while Curry is still kind of inconsistent in his play, he's definitely doing better uh, since we had our last podcast, right? He's dropped 29 against the Timberwolves. He's dropped 40 against the Rockets. He had a very efficient game in just under 33 minutes versus the Kings where he dropped 20 on 7-11 shooting. He's shooting, I think, like 40% exactly from the field in his past uh, – from some of the three, sorry, in his past uh, six games, which is much better than the slump that he was in earlier. So I think given that they're on such a hot streak right now and uh, Curry's getting back up there in terms of his shooting and his performance – I, I definitely think that he should be above Chris Paul because Chris Paul's stats on the season still don't compare to Curry's at all. Um, right. Chris Paul is averaging 18 points per game on 47% for the field, 37 for 30. Very nice. But I mean, Curry's doing 26 on 42, which is less efficient, but he's shooting better from three. He's averaging uh, more rebounds, less assists, obviously. But I, I think that Curry still deserves to be above him. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think the MVP ladder, I mean, I don't know if you're thinking this, but, like, the MVP ladder is, like, based on, like, the last week. I think Curry, like, and Chris Paul are really close in terms of the last week because, obviously, the Suns had their, I think, like, 11-game winning streak, and Chris Paul played really well. Then Devin Booker played super well. So, but then the Warriors, I didn't even know they had an eight-game winning streak until, like, this morning. So, um, it was definitely surprising. I, I, I The only team that I watch now are the Raptors. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, but, I mean, but, yeah. What I want to, I just want to add one more point there about like, so if we want to compare like the last, I guess, week's games, uh, we'll, we'll do like since January 29th, Curry's dropped 19, 40, and 20 in the three games that he's played. Uh, uh, Chris Paul has dropped 20, 18, and 14. And he's also had a double digit assist in two of those games. But I, I think it's really close, and I don't think you can move Chris Paul above Curry, though. Yeah, I mean, I think um, Chris Paul and Steph Curry have di- have di- completely different games. I mean, Steph Curry, when you look at his stats, it's all about shooting three-pointers. Obviously, he's the leader in three-point field goals made now. Um, but Chris Paul is like an all-around. Like, he can shoot the ball pretty well. He gets He's really good in passing. He's really high in the assists uh, race. Um, obviously they're both guards, so they're not high in the rebounding part of it, but it's definitely close. I mean, if you, if you base it upon, I think I'm still trying to figure out like how are they basing the MVP ladder on player stats, team stats, because if it's team stats, it's extremely close because the Warriors are on a huge winning streak. The Suns were on a humongous winning streak. And then obviously they lost to Atlanta when Trey Young dropped like 45 on them. Um, so that's kind of embarrassing. But um, it's it's definitely something that's in the talks right now. But I think obviously talking about the Atlanta Hawks and we're talking about the Eastern Conference and all these good players, I think we can move on to the Toronto Raptors. So um, this is non-biased, but uh, <laughs> the Raptors are on a five-game we'll winning see. streak. 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. The Raptors are on a five-game winning streak. They have wins over the Heat and Hawks two times and the Bulls. There was one time against the Hawks where Trey Young was not there. Um, and obviously against the Bulls, Lonzo Ball was not there because of his injury. Um, but Siakam has led the Raptors in points per game those last five games. But Gary Trent Jr. had a big stretch with five games with 30-plus points. I think that I believe that ended in the third game of their winning streak. Um, but I'm looking forward to tomorrow because they play Charlotte tomorrow, and I'm going to the game, fortunately. And um, after that, I, I looked at their schedule. They have a pretty easy schedule. Um, they're playing the Timberwolves, the, um, the Magic. I saw a Nuggets game in there. That's not easy, but... Um, I mean, I think in my position, and I think I'll answer this question first, can they get in a high seed position in the next 10 games plus maybe? I mean, the Raptors, like, I mean, if you follow us on Instagram, you probably saw our post. I made that, obviously. But um, their their defense has been one of the best in the league, in my opinion. Not like, I mean, actually in general too, but especially in the clutch moments. I mean, if, if you go look in their past five games, it's the, all the games are super close. I mean, they went in triple overtime against the Miami Heat where all of their starters played like 52 plus minutes. Then against the Hawks, they won by like six. Um, then they won against te- by 10 against the Hawks and they beat the Heat by like four. So definitely all of their games have been super close. But from what I've seen, the Raptors have just been super like outstanding defensively. Um, and honest, I give credit to a lot of players. Pascal Siakam stepping up, he's trying to show the show the world why he should he should have deserved that all star selection that he didn't get. Um, then Fred Van Vliet's playing well, like shooting well, scoring about 20 something points in his last three, four games. But definitely happy that he got the all star selection that he deserved. OG Ananobi and Gary Trent have been really good defensively. And I, and I have to give credit to their centers, Preston Cho and Chris Boucher. They've definitely helped the team defensively. And Chris Boucher, both of them can actually shoot the ball pretty well from three-point from, from three range, especially Chris Boucher. So I think the Raptors are a young team. I mean, they have um, – they like, you know, their star players, Van Vliet, Siakam, they got – actually, Fred went, went undrafted, but – um, in 2016, so it's like their sixth year in the league, six, seven year. Um, so definitely a great team. And, t- and t- to answer the question, I mean, if you the Raptors are four games behind the first seed right now, and if Brooklyn loses today against Denver, which I think they probably will, Toronto will go up to the sixth seed, um, and then they'll be really close to all the other teams. So the standings have shifted dramatically in the East, so you never know what could happen. I mean, Toronto was in a humongous war with Charlotte, and I guess they still are, but Charlotte's on a four-game losing streak right now. Um, and Charlotte's on a five-game winning streak. And Toronto's on a five-game winning streak. So I think they can definitely get to a high position. I wouldn't be surprised, but it's all about, like, during the season, what how the other teams do because you never know how their, how their records can go. Yeah, I agree with you, though. I, I think the Raptors could easily get a higher seed. They're, I think they're going to... I think the Nets are probably going to lose today. The Nets have just fallen apart completely uh, yeah. with all their injuries, with KD being out, then Harden and Kyrie. Kyrie obviously being only there for half the game. But anyway, um, so the Raptors, going back to the Raptors, if we look at it, they have 23 losses right now. And the third seed is, is only two games ahead of them. The Milwaukee Bucks have 21 losses. Like the East, the East is so tight right now. The Celtics are eight. They're two games behind the Raptors. But, I mean, 
I think they. Yeah. I think they have. I think you could get at least the fifth seed. Yeah, I mean, looking at the standings right now, you have the Nets, who look like Toronto will be able to pass them. I kind of did some math, so if the Nets lose, then they're point five, like point five, like four one, and their average are point five four nine, so they'll take the sixty. But um, the Sixers are thirty one and twenty one. So if you look at the fifth, fourth, and third seed, they do have only two two um, less losses, but they have like four, like three, four, five more wins. So the Bucks are three and a half games ahead of Toronto right now. But for the fifth seed, it's pretty logical. They're two and a half games ahead. So if I say the Raptors win, the Sixers lose, and it's only a Catholic game. So I definitely yeah. I definitely believe that they can do that. Um, and then if you look at the teams next to them, I mean, Boston, they're on a four-game winning streak. They're 29 and 25. So they're doing amazing right now. They're playing Orlando t- t- today. And if they lose, that would be pretty embarrassing. So – it looks like the Celtics would be able to go to the same record as the Raptors. Um, it's just all about the, because the East is so close. The Hawks had a humongous winning streak. It got ended by the Raptors, um, but they're 25 and 27. The Hornets are 28 and 26 with a four game losing streak. I mean, playing great teams, but lost to the heat by 16 last night and we beat them. So I'm super confident about Monday, but I think on Monday we can, we can be viewing a possible play in tournament if, you know, if the East is so tight that, you know, maybe both teams would still be in the playing position. So definitely a highly anticipated like seven and a seed matchup in the playing. So I think that'd be super exciting. Um, so, yeah, that's my opinion on it. Yeah. And I mean, look, it, I think it's going to be hard to really get the third because you still have the Bucks and Cavs. They're both really good teams. Like they're exactly. gonna, it's unlikely that they're just going to lose like, you know, ten, five games in a row, but. I think the Sixers, I think they have a good chance of passing them just because the Sixers are playing the Bulls today. If the Sixers lose, obviously now they're only 1.5 games ahead. Raptors win, let's say, tomorrow night. Then the Sixers play the Suns, and they also have to play the Cavs in their next exactly, yeah. uh, two out of three games. So like those teams are both very, very good, if not better than the Sixers. If, those six, if the Sixers drop those three games, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to beat the Thunder. Uh, then yeah. the Raptors have a great chance. Yeah, and of course, like, I mean, this is a really early prediction considering that the playoffs are in, like, actually, the playoffs are actually really close. They're, like, two, two and a half months away. Um, it doesn't seem close, but I guess it is close. But um, I think, if, and, and you can, if, you're, if you disagree, you can say why, but I think the Raptors have, like, a possibility if they do make, get that playoff spot and they play a good team, they can make, like, a second round and be really effective then. Because if I, I mean, I've watched, like, probably like all of the Raptors games, but like five of them. Um, but they've played against these good teams, like uh, all the teams that are above them right now. Chicago, right? They're one and one against the Bulls this season. They had an impressive win against them um, the other night. Miami, my, uh, Toronto is two and one against them this year. Milwaukee, Toronto swept Milwaukee this year and Giannis was there. <laughs> yeah, and Giannis was there for two of those three games. The, well, there was one game where he wasn't there, so it was an easy win. Um but Van Vliet and Scotty Barnes weren't there when Giannis was there, and we still won. Cleveland, it was – I mean, those games against Cleveland are super tight. I mean, we I think we – I believe we've played them three times and we're 2-1 and one against them. But every single game has been decided by, like, four points or less, I think. So – and then the Sixers, obviously. So, I'm super – It's I, funny It's funny you say that because, actually, they've, they've played once this season. They've played twice later. 
but that one game was when the Cavs blew them out by 55. Oh, really? It was, remember when the, the Raptors were so injured with COVID and everything? They had, like, like oh, yeah, yeah. Watanabe was starting. and Oh, yeah, and... I, I, turned, I turned out the TV in the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I, I thought that they played one other time where the Cavs won by, like, one. Yeah, that was, that was in the preseason, though. Uh, oh, no, 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 that was November 5th, actually. That was, you're right, they did. That was November 5th. They won by yeah. one point, actually. No, the Cavs did play, but listen, you, you you look at the highlights page. They have YouTube Watanabe on the cover. So they their starting lineup was YouTube Watanabe, DJ Wilson, Chris Boucher, Savine Mikulczyk, and Delonzo Banton. So it's definitely a Banton and Boucher are their really good bench players. But Watanabe, DJ Wilson, like, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> um, but Sweet um, Mikulczyk is he, – he plays for the Raptors 905. Um, and I think it's super smart, and not just about the Raptors, but overall in the whole NBA. Like, ha- like putting the guys who don't play as much in the G League. Like, I know about the Charlotte Hornets. James Buchnight, he was the 14th overall pick, but the, the Hornets have so many guards. They have Omelo. They have Ish Smith, Terry Rogier. They have so many um, really good guards. So he's playing for the Greensboro Swarm right now. So he's definitely – and now he's playing better in the NBA. So I think it's super smart from that um, position. But talking about all of these rookies, bench players, and, you know, all the big players, we can move on to our big, like, extremely big topic of the day, All-Star Weekend. So last time we met, we talked about the third returns for the All-Star game. And now we have – all of everything we had the rising stars a brand new format we have the dunk contest announced three point and scales challenge are to be determined we'll talk about that in our next podcast but and then the rosters are all announced for the 71st nba all-star game in cleveland um and i think we can just start off with the small ones and go to the big ones um but i think we can start off with the dunk contest just because i think there's a lot to say in that so just for a little recap on that we have four contestants this year, Jalen Green, Cole Anthony, Obi Toppin, who did go last year. I don't remember. I think he, I don't, he, he did not win the gun contest. But Juan Toscano-Anderson, they are the dunk contest participants. So I think I can start off. I mean, I haven't watched a lot of other teams than the Raptors. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm being so biased right now. But um, I, I mean, I've seen highlights. Jalen Green has had really nasty dunks, and he almost had, like, the poster of the year last night or two nights ago against the, the Spurs, and that was, like, insane. But um, Obi Toppin has had some pretty cool dunks, Cole Anthony, too. So, I mean, I think it's cool, but I think they're kind of doing it so none of the dunk contest contestants are, like, all-stars, so they can, like, you know, bring more people in. So it's not, like, one-sided, you know. It's because I think that if it was, I think Jean Morant would have easily made that. I mean, you've seen him. Like, his... I think also like the, his defense would also make a big impact because his blocking. I mean, that block against the Lakers was like I don't even understand. So <laughs> I think that got up so I'm, high. Exactly. Yeah. So I definitely I think it's, they did great of putting like two guards in it because obviously guards don't dunk too often. Um, and Toscano has had so I. I I think it's okay, but I definitely think that there, there's a lot of people who would want John Morant and other guys to make it even better. Um, ooh, yeah, my thought, in my opinion, here's what I would like to do. Here's what they, sh- in my opinion, what they should do. They should just take, like, who won in the past? So I think um, 
Hamadou Diallo, Donovan Mitchell. I don't even remember who else won. Like I know Simmons, those two. Guys. The Simmons guy from the Blazers last year. Oh, yeah, Anthony Simons. Well, I don't know. The last year's contest was kind of bad. Maybe like Zach Levine and Aaron. I don't know, whoever. But they should just get like four dunk cost champions and have them do it as like a as like yeah. a championship format and and see. all yeah and all those players but Levine and Mitchell are all-stars this year so that would be kind of fun and I think hopefully Simmons can kind of show that last year wasn't just like a you know ticket to win I think he can like actually show that he he's capable um yeah I definitely agree with that but I think we can go on with speaking of Jalen Green we have the Rising Stars game, and this year is definitely going to be much different, in my opinion, more competitive. So there's a brand-new format. There is a four-team bracket, and the winners play each other and the losers play each other. So I'll um, give the rosters. So we have Team Barry. So Rick Barry is the head coach. We have Cade Cunningham, Dyson Daniels, Yvonne Mobley, Isaac Okoro, Alprin Sagoon, Jason Tate, Franz Wagner. Team Isaiah, so it's Team Isaiah Thomas. We have Precious Achoa, Desmond Bain, Sadiq Bey, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Jaden Hardy, and Isaiah Stewart. And then Team Peyton, we have Lamelo Ball, Scotty Barnes, Ayo Dasunmo, Chris Duarte, Scoot Henderson, Jaden McDaniels, and Devion Mitchell. And then we have Team Worthy with Cole Anthony, Marjan Bitchamp, Josh Giddy, Jalen Green. Herbert Jones, Tyrese Maxey, and Jalen Suggs. So, obviously, all four of these teams are really good um, because they have good rookies. But it's Team Isaiah versus Team Worthy and then Team Barry versus Team Payton. So, we have, I guess you can say, Presses Ochoa's team against Cole Anthony's team. And then we have um, Cade Cunningham's team versus Lamelo's team. So, honestly, I'm looking out for Team Barry versus Team Payton. I think it's going to be a really good game. Um, but all these teams are super good, and I think that's going to make it even better um, instead of doing, like, America versus the world. Um, so it's that, I think it's going to bring a more competitive mindset to the Rising Stars game because, I mean, before, I'm, I'll be completely honest. I'm sorry, you know, Omel, that you're watching this, but um, <laughs> I, I never really watched the Rising Stars game. I'll be honest. I watched the one in Charlotte because I was visiting Charlotte. So I actually went to the Rising Stars game in 2019. Um, I didn't go to the All-Star game because my parents would be broke. But um, <laughs> the Rising, I mean, it's actually really fun. I mean, I think that the whole USA versus the world, I mean, I, I understand that the whole NBA has players from the world, but USA obviously is better um, because of all their talent. So I think it's definitely going to be really fun this year. Um, and um yeah what, what's your opinion i didn't really like give you a chance yeah so i agree with you i think i like the new format i just hope if they try i think it can be very very good like i'm looking forward to what i'm looking forward to is because it, it's gonna be single elimination i would assume so i think that the two best teams are easily team isaiah and team barry because you have kid cunningham and evan mobin the same team right the two leaders for rookie of the year right now and then and Franz Wagner. Yeah. And Franz Wagner, actually. So three in the top five. And then Team Isaiah, you have uh, Anthony Edwards, Tylee's Halliburton, who's having a great year, and uh, Desmond Bain, who's having a great year. So those two teams are just, you know, really, really star-studded. And I would like to – I think that they'll win their two games. And then when they play in the final, I think that could be a really good game. 
You're not even going to mention Precious the Choa. <laughs> and Precious Nichoa, you know, he's what's going to take them over the edge. I, I think okay. he's the Raptors' bright spot. Yeah, but um, in my opinion, I think it's going to be Team Peyton versus Team Isaiah. Um, I mean, I think it's going to be super tight. You have Cade Cunningham, you have Evan Mobley, you have Franz Wagner, Isaac Okoro played pretty good for the Cavs. But, you know, other other guys, I think they're all from the G League, those three guys, except for Jajon Tate. I don't think he is there. And Franz Wagner, obviously. But Team Payton has Lomelo and Scotty Barnes, who Lomelo, there's so much, there's so a lot of talk that he got snubbed. I'll say why. Um, but Scotty Barnes has, is in the race for Rookie of the Year. He's definitely top three. Um, Chris Duarte is surprised us all. Davion Mitchell surprised us early in the season. Jaden McDaniels is obviously the brother of uh, the other guy who plays for the Hornets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the his other name. guy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Jalen McDaniels, but um, apologies. But um, I think it's going to be a, a try-hard sort of game. I think, I mean, there, I, everybody has their own opinions. In my opinion, I think that when people actually try and more people want to watch, because if you're just going to watch people do like 360 dunks and just like have fun, that's more for the dunk contest. And that's like a separate area of it. But I think like having the games where you have the best, I guess, in this case, rookies of the league like and the rookies and sophomores, I think it's going to be so much fun. Um, and the, and also the thing that's good for the all-star game and the, um, the I think it's more for the rising stars game because the guys are younger, but there's less team chemistry. Um, and that would be actually kind of cool. Cause I, I'm not, I'm not a big college basketball fan. But it would be cool if some of these guys played in college basketball together. Like, I mean, in the NBA, it's RJ Barrett and um, Cam Reddish. But I think it would be super cool. Um, it's like to reunite almost in this game. Right. Who they right. played. And then yeah. I, I think I think that it's – yeah, I don't know. Do they get – is there like a prize or money for winning this? Because I know for the All-Star game, obviously, there's a whole – all the charity the, donations. They were – I wouldn't be surprised if there's a charity thing, but don't – wasn't to me i'm i don't believe so but i wouldn't be surprised because that actually there and there's this celebrity game but i don't really know what's going on there um <laughs> we should yeah, be in the celebrity game we should be in the celebrity game we're celebrities so like why not <laughs> and also yeah, and, and, and also we had guys i didn't say tell you guys this but we i have a goal so acomers you're, you're gonna you're not gonna believe it but I'll, I'll, I'm going to do, I promise. So tomorrow I'm going to the game, right? I'm sitting second row. So I'm sitting right next to the court. My goal is either before the game or after the game, go on the court. Actually, I obviously get allowed by like the guard and ask an NBA player to be a part of the podcast. <laughs> they, they won't agree because we have 35 subs and we're just starting, but um, that's my goal. And preferably and OG Ananobi because I know because he actually knows me. So actually he probably forgot about me, but like I met him once. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think speaking of the you know Can I just rap- say one more thing about, about this? Of um, course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So one final thing about this. Okay, like of the team that you who which team did you pick to win the tournament? I honestly do not have a team to win the tournament, but I think that it would be like Team Payton versus Team Isaiah. I think Team Isaiah would win it because they have so many good. They have Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halberton, Presta Choa, who's going to be probably their center. Desmond Bain will be their forward. Sadiq Bay, 
Uh, Isaiah Stewart, hopefully he doesn't get ejected and thrown out of the stadium. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we don't need any fights on, on the Rising Stars night. Uh, but I don't know. It's super tough because, I mean, obviously Team Isaiah has more talent, but Team Payton, I mean, Lomelo Ball is probably the best player out of most of these people other than maybe Anthony Edwards. I think it's kind of close between them and Scotty Barnes, obviously, you know. Oh, but, yeah. He actually is good, but no, I, I know. think Omelo, no, Omelo is better. Omelo is probably, well, it's between like Omelo, maybe Kate Cunningham, Anthony Edwards, something like that. Um, but I think it's super close. That and, I'm, I'll definitely watch it for sure. And so, okay, I guess I'll go first for mine. So I think that Team Barry will win it all. And then I'm just picking my all-star, like I guess rookie, not all-star, Rising Stars MVP is probably going to be Cade Cunningham. That's my prediction. That's so like <laughs> okay. Um, I think you know, yeah. Team Payton and Scotty Barnes. No I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but huh, that's kind of hard. If Team Payton wins, I think Will Mello will probably win it. Uh, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if some I non biased at all. But if like Scotty Barnes or Chris Duarte wins it, because we've seen them have big games, um, but obviously you never know what could happen in the All Star and the Rising Stars game. We had Kyle Kuzma win it for God's sake. He's actually playing well now, but um, I don't know. I think if Team Barry would win it, then Cade Cunningham. Um, but you know, it it was like what what year? I think it was 2019, where I kind of expected like Luka to get it or Trey Young, but then you had Kyle Kuzma take it. So. You, it's it's a big opportunity because it's, it's not like you're playing as LeBron or Curry and you and like you know you're playing as the best rising. It's like let's like, just like kind of look at high school, like the best twenty twenty four recruits or something like that. You know, so it's kind of like that. Um, but it's super exciting, and I think moving on, you know, to the big leagues, we have the NBA All Star Game in Cleveland, the birthplace of Jake Paul. No, okay. Um, <laughs> but you know the rosters are all announced. We have oh, some big snubs according to ESPN. Are they actually snubs? We'll answer that question. But I think I'll you know talk about all the rosters. Just like give a list of everything. I'm sure you know all, everything, but just to kind of remind you, for let's start with the starters. So for the Western Conference, we have Steph Curry, LeBron, Andrew Wiggins, Sean Morant, and Nikola Jokic. We have LeBron as a team captain again, and it's going to be lopsided. But um, the East, we have DeMar DeRozan, Trey Young, Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo. So actually, I think we can just start off with the starters. Like, I think I can start off. I mean, everything looks pretty straightforward. Um, People are kind of doubting Andrew Wiggins, but I think he definitely deserves it. He's playing super well with the Warriors. He's impacting them, especially when Curry's not playing well. Um, Curry, hey, LeBron, I mean, it's going to be like, like until they retire, that they won't be all-star starters. Um, Sean Moran's having a great year. I mean, definitely the best of his career. Nikola Jokic is, you know, under their average season, just 26 points, 15 rebounds. That's just his usual stuff. Um, but for the East, DeMar and Trey are playing Super Bowl, even though Trey's team is like, I mean, actually his team's not doing bad at all, but Trey Young is definitely playing super well. Joel's playing well. Kevin Durant is injured, so he's out. So maybe one of these snubs from the All-Star game can go in. And then we have Giannis. Um, you know, 
I don't like him, but because, you know, he won the championship. But um, <laughs> for me, I agree. I agree with everything. I don't think there's any anybody that got left out. I mean, obviously now looking at, at the all-star reserves, I don't think there's anybody that got left out. Other than maybe the Phoenix Suns, there were so many people that talked about, like, hey, Devin Booker instead of Andrew Wiggins. But, I mean, Andrew Devin Booker is playing better, but I think that it's, it kind of felt feels like you have three guards on the court, and I think that's kind of, like, unfair. So I think you need to, like – and also Paul George is injured and Kawhi is injured. So it may look different, but they're injured. So you can't really change anything about that. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree. I think it's all pretty good. Andrew Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins is the only guy that you can really choose to, I, I guess, kick down to not all-star, but I guess all-star reserve. But I, there's not really anybody you really want to put over him. Maybe Luka or Devin Booker. But I, I think it's whatever. I think he deserves it because the Warriors have been so good. He's having a great year. Considering he's only the second option, not the first. So I think it's just good for him. Yeah. Um, so I think now I can uh, introduce the all-star reserves. So first we have Draymond Green. He is injured, so he will not be playing. He said it on the um, on the like all-star announcement. We have Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. So two all-stars for, for Utah. Luca, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul. And then we have Carl Anthony Towns. And then for the East, we have Darius Garland, James Harden, Jason Tatum, Chris Middleton, Zach Levine, Jimmy Butler, and the one and only Freddie Van Vliet. <laughs> um, no, but my thoughts on it, I mean, everybody, you don't understand. The day after the draft, I went to my school and everyone's a Hornets and they're like, Daniel, Van Vliet does not deserve the All-Star. It's, Van, it's Lamelo over everybody. And um, no, so actually, you know, I kind of guys just getting a little bit of some background info. So I had a, a conversation with my dad in the car, you know, an hour after the draft. And, you know, we kind of talked about it, right? Does Van Vliet deserve it more over Lamelo? And my dad barely watches the Raptors, so he has an unbiased opinion. So he said that Lamelo, Lamelo is a pure entertainer. I mean, you've seen it, his passes, his dunks, his layups. But Van Vliet actually gets it done. Van Vliet doesn't care about the trick shots. I don't think I've ever seen him do anything cool. He's just out there. He's trying to play, trying to get better. So uh, I think definitely Van Vliet with the work ethic, I think Van Vliet has it over him. Um, but, I mean, overall, I think that, um, I mean, the snubs are DeJounte Murray and Jalen Brown other than Lomelo. Um, DeJounte Murray, I didn't see too much of him, but I heard that he's playing super well for the Spurs, even though the Spurs suck. Um, but Draymond Green, I mean, he played, he actually played well while he wasn't injured, but now he's obviously injured. Luca, Booker, Paul, Towns, I mean, it's all straightforward. I think everyone's, every single one of them deserves it. I mean, you saw on the list, Clay Thompson was really high on there. We had Paul George who was high in there. I mean, Clay Thompson, I mean, he, he literally only played like th- three weeks. So I think they made a good decision of not putting him in the all-star game. Um, for the East, um, also, I mean, Chris Middleton, I didn't see too much of him or actually yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, but from the all-star list, we had Jared Allen, who's super high, who didn't make it in there. And I'm actually surprised. I'm, I thought he made it, but he didn't. Um, but Darius Garland, how he deserves it. He's had it. He's, you know, his team is so good now because of him. James Harden, you know, I mean, I guess he, he, he he's like all-star worthy, but like, yeah. 
I mean, his team's doing terrible <laughs> right now. <laughs> but Jason well, he's Tatum, also been out for a few games. He's been like that's in true. and out of the lineup that's, too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, and then obviously Levine deserves it because you know he's definitely one of the best on the Bulls, and the Bulls are the, one of the highest and best teams in the East. Is Levine gonna play, or is he still? I don't know. He's playing. Yeah, he. So he came back from his injury about like ten days ago, and he said that he had back spasms. Like right after the game versus the Raptors, actually, um, he said that he had back spasms and he was playing through them. So honestly, like looking at how the Bulls are doing, I think he needs to just take a break. They just not. I'm not saying focus on the All Star game, but kind, you know what I mean. Like just like kind of recover because. At this point, your team's doing well. You don't. You have nothing to worry about. Just take it easy. You know, re- recover. Go. Go have fun at the All Star game, and then so on. So, and I think it's the same format as last year. Um, and they did make a new Kobe Bryant trophy, which was super cool. Um, so, going to like KD and Draymond Green, who are not coming, I think, you know, the guys who weren't there, like you know, the snubs could be there, but you know, you never know. So, what do you think? Ooh, Fred Van Lee does not, no, I'm kidding. Fred Van Lee deserves it. He should be. I think the only person that you can really take out out of all of these guys, only guy is Chris Middleton, just because, like, how close. Okay, I'm just going to read out the stats of Chris Middleton, hmm. LaMelo Ball, and DeJounte Murray. I won't tell you who's who, and, and you have to guess, okay? So one guy's averaging 19.6 points per game, 7.1 rebounds, 7.5 oh, no. assists. Okay, another guy is averaging that, 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 19 that was... points. That was, that was LaMelo. But anyway, next guy is averaging 19.6 points, 8.4 rebounds, 9.2 assists. Damn. Okay. And then another guy is averaging 19.5 points, 5.6 rebounds, 5.3 assists. They're literally oh so close. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. Is Chris Middleton the 19.6? Yeah, Chris Piddleton is the 19.5, and DeJounte Murray is the 19.6. Okay, that's, like, awfully close. Like, um, so, I mean, it's just but, so but, 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 again, Chris Middleton is a, is a forward. That's true. I mean, I don't even think the NBA should do it, like, where you have to have a certain number of forwards and a certain yeah. number of guards. I think that's kind of dumb. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just limit, like... They're all so close. LaMelo, DeJounte Murray, and Middleton are also close. And again, it goes back to even like, are we going to take that team record or are we going to take the player stats? Or Because DeJounte Murray has better stats all around than both LaMelo and Chris Middleton, but his record is way worse than both. So it's like, which one do you pick? Do you like take a combination? I don't even know. Right. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't, yeah, I think they need to kind of, like, switch up the forward and guards thing. I mean, obviously, you can't have, like, 10-point guards on the, on the floor and have, like, no, <laughs> have, like, no forwards, like, 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 a guards-only all-star game. Um, but I think they definitely need to, like, see who's more deserving than everybody else. But I think, yeah, I, I, I kind of think it's kind of straightforward. Except for, yeah. like, Except for like Middleton, obviously, like Middleton and Lamelo, like that's so close. But um, and Miles Bridges, I mean, I saw an interview of James Borrego, who's the head coach of the Hornets, and he's kind of he and he said like it's super disappointing that they weren't that both of them weren't selected. And he kind of said like I think what's it's really to like for my for me with like Siakam, like you're not selected, you're mad, 
just go out there and point and, and show everybody why and prove everybody that you deserve to be there. So far, Siakam has. He's gone 25, 30. He got like 20, he got like eight, not 20 in the first quarter against Atlanta. Um, wow. And then Omelo, Omelo had like 11 points last night. Uh, Miles Bridges had four points against like against like the Hawks or something. So like, no, they haven't proved it yet. But there's always tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, I'm excited. Um, I'm gonna be screaming. So we'll see <laughs> if they can overcome. You know, hopefully we yeah. have some Raptors fans. I mean, yeah. I think like it sucks that Lamelo and Miles Bridges didn't make it. It sucks that Anthony Edwards didn't make it. I mean. What they could do if they really wanted, I mean, I know it'll never happen. And I don't, I personally don't think it should happen, but if they really want to get more guys in from more teams, they could just not have like multiple players from each team be out. Like, you don't need Steph Curry and Ed Regans. You don't need DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. You don't need Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Like, you could take one of those guys out and give it to someone else. But I don't think, I don't think it should be done. But if you want to get more guys in, because like a lot of, at least this year, a lot of the teams have two all stars. Um, which is pretty interesting, right? We have the, yeah. the Bucks do, the Suns do, the Warriors do. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, like, the All-Star rosters look pretty good. Now we have to worry about the draft. And we know how that oh. went last year. <laughs> <laughs> we know how that went last year. Last year we had the starting lineups of Curry, LeBron, Jokic, Giannis, and Luka. And then the other team was, like, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, like, Jason Tatum. <laughs> it was terrible. Um, but, you know, Kevin Durant, he has to, like, do something about it. The draft is this Thursday. You have to go to the board. You have to choose good players. I mean, actually, they're all good. But you have to choose a, a good roster. Don't have Steph, LeBron, Jokic. If it's Steph, Ja, LeBron, Jokic, and Giannis on the same team, I'm not watching. I'm not. I'm not watching the All Star game. <laughs> but um, Kevin Durant has to like literally choose wisely because, or else like everyone's gonna hate you. Like we need to entertain All Star game, not your buddies from like Africa or something like that, like or from wherever. Like, but so. yeah, yeah, he doesn't like have like I don't. I feel like he doesn't have to choose to take James Harden in the second round. Like, okay, yeah, they're teammates. It's great, but like you could take someone else if you want. It doesn't have to be him, right? Yeah, and like LeBron, like luckily Anthony Davis isn't playing, so LeBron, um, LeBron just like doesn't have any bias. He just like chooses the best, the best players. Like, but Kevin Durant just chooses like, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if James Harden's there, but like, come on, like choose at least Giannis. Like, like I, I would be happy if it's like, like Kevin Durant, Giannis. Wait, wait, wait. Last year it was okay. Yeah, KD. I mean, actually, obviously, last year Joel and B didn't play, but he was supposed to be on like Team Durant also. So you know, maybe. But like, I'll, I like if it's like, I mean, not KD anymore, but like Giannis, Joel, or like yeah, LeBron, Joel, like Ja, and like Luca, if or whoever comes to the starting lineup. And when last year Zion was a starter, for God's sake, that guy is like obese and doesn't even play in the league anymore. <laughs> so wait, was he actually a starter? Yeah. He was a starter last year. Oh my god, wow. That's he's crazy how things can change so quickly. Like he went from being that to now he, he hasn't even stepped foot in the league yet. I don't even see the <laughs> games like on the 
<laughs> I, you know, I, I think we're going to go off a little bit. I think I think Zion wants out of the Pelicans, and he's just holding out until he can leave. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, because I watched that, like, Mountain Dew commercial with Zach Levine. He looked awfully fat. Maybe he's yeah. on the James. Maybe he's on the James Harden diet. You never know. <laughs> I mean, because like he hasn't even. I don't even know what like training he might be doing with the team, or if he's still injured, or what's going on. Oh, and also and, speaking, and also with the trades, we have the trade deadline coming up. Like, there's gonna be a lot of talk about that because we have talks about James Harden leaving Brooklyn. Oh, to go to, oh, oh, forgot about that. Yeah, to go to Philly, right? Yeah. So. I mean, I don't think we have to speculate too much because, like, there's, I haven't seen a lot of rumors, but just to, just to kind of give a note on that, like, we have the trade deadline coming up too. So, definitely it's going to be, like, really crazy because I've seen so many, like, mock trades. And so, you know, if they do – if Toronto does what they did last year, I'm going to cry. So, because we're, we're a good team. We don't need Norman Powell to leave. I mean, at least Gary Trent is now doing good and he's better than Norman Powell. But, like, we don't need to, like, get rid of, like, Siakam or something like that. Um, yeah, honestly. I, I, I don't think the Raptors need to really trade anyone. They should just let the season keep going because they're, they're yeah. good. They have Scotty Barnes who's developing well. They have young players. I, will, I, will, I, will, I wouldn't be mad because, like, if, if you look at their past five games, you have the starters who play so much, and then you have, like, Delonto Banton and Chris Boucher, who are the only guys who play off the bench. So maybe trading those, like, reserves who don't play. I think trade Ken Birch. He had a big injury with his face, I think, some or a broken nose, and he had big surgery. So he's playing mad now, and then you have, like, all these guys, like, who are who don't play at all. I think the Raptors just, like, trade them for, like, like you know, decent players. Um, and then you can have, like, a really good lineup as well. And then just or, Shem- or, or they could even just call some guys up from the G League because the Raptors are really like the best development team in the league. They could just get some like they did that for Fred Van Vliet. They called him up from the G League and he started playing and playing and playing and became better and better. They should just do that again, honestly. Yeah, on that, yeah, that'd be kind of smart. Yeah. Yeah, I, I they don't really need to shake anything up. If the Nets, if the Nets trade James Harden to the Sixers, I will just I will be like for Ben Simmons too. I'm just gonna be like, oh, <laughs> that'll be that'll be hilarious if they do that. I will laugh so hard. Because um, I remember the Rockets originally they were like um, the Sixers could have traded Ben Simmons to the Rockets for James Harden, but they decided not to do that, and now they're gonna just do that same deal again <laughs> later. Yeah. Well, all right, guys, that's going to probably end up the podcast. Definitely a, a wrong podcast, but definitely I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, like the video, you know, download the podcast on Spotify and all, all the platforms. Um, and, yeah, guys, with that being said, me and Nate, see you guys next time.